In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, as we come into the second Sunday of Advent of Subara, we thank you for the gift of this time to prepare for the great gift of Christmas, the great gift of your birth. Help us, Lord, to keep our minds and our hearts fixed on you in these coming weeks so that we can also prepare for the day that we will meet you, the day that we will come home to you. And we ask your blessing upon us, upon our families, our friends, especially all of the sick and the suffering, all of those who cannot be in this church today. We ask your blessing through the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, the terror of demons. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's Gospel, God calls Mary, God chooses Mary to be not only the mother of Jesus, not only the mother of Christ, but also the mother of God. And the angel comes to Mary, keep in mind that Mary is just a teenager, and he gives her this great role, he gives her this great vocation of becoming the mother of God. He chooses her. Today, this is the perfect gospel because it is the gospel today relates to this very Sunday. In the Chaldean church, in our diocese today, we've dedicated this day for vocations. Today is known as Vocation Sunday in our church. And I think that it's important that we take some time to think about how great the gift of a vocation is. And today is specifically dedicated to praying for vocations, to the priesthood, to the religious life, becoming a priest, becoming a nun or a sister. Now, God is calling people, God is choosing people until today to become priests and nuns, but not many people are answering that call. Not many people are listening to what God is calling, to what God is saying. It's important for us to understand that there are many obstacles to a vocation. Many obstacles that don't allow people to answer the call. One of those obstacles is family. I've heard many, many parents say, I don't want my son to become a priest. I don't want my daughter to become a nun. Because parents want their kids to be successful. Parents want their kids to make money. Parents want their kids to have their own family. And so a lot of parents, a lot of families are not open to a vocation, are not open to giving their son or their daughter back to God. But parents, one day you will have to stand before God. And God might say to you, you held back your son, you held back your daughter from giving their life completely to me. I had a plan for them. I was calling and choosing them, but you held them back. That's a very serious statement. I think another thing with families is we're very attached to our families, right? Especially as Chaldeans. We love our families, we love being with our families, and so it's hard to think of leaving our families. It's hard to think of giving up our lives and going away from them. Some of you want to leave your families, I get it, okay? But it's hard. For myself, I remember when I was getting ready, ready to enter seminary, I honestly thought I would be okay. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to miss my family. 
I love them, they're always there for me, but I'm not going to miss them. My parents are staring right now, they're about to slap me right now, okay? <laughs> but I'll never forget the first week of seminary, we were on a retreat, and I opened up my Bible, and in the Bible I had a picture of my mom, my sister, myself. And as I looked at the picture, I literally started bawling, crying. Because God reminded me what I was giving up. But Jesus says in the Gospel, in the Gospel of Matthew, He says, those who give up father or mother, brother or sister, friend or neighbor, in my name, I will repay a hundredfold. Those who give up these things, I will repay a hundredfold. I will reward, not only in this life, but in the life to come. I'm 29 years old and I can say that God has literally repaid me more in the two years that I've been a priest than I could ever imagine. It's worth it. The other thing that holds us back from a vocation, from dedicating our lives to God, is fear. We live in a lot of fear today, right? There's fear of sickness, fear of death, even this week, many of us were afraid to send our kids to school. There's so much fear today. And the more we live in this fear, the less we're going to be able to listen and to answer God. And why do we think there's so much fear today? This is the result of kicking God out of the world He created. When we forget that God is the one who created this world, that God is the one who's in charge of this world, and when we deny Him and kick Him out, there's only going to be fear. There's only going to be anxiety. There's only going to be stress and uncertainty. What do we think is going to happen? Do we think that it stops at just one school shooting? Do we think it stops there? This is the result of a world that has denied and rejected God. So don't blame God for the bad things that happen in this world. Don't blame God for your fear and your anxiety. Blame the world. Blame the sin that is happening in this world. Because that's a result of it. And the more sin and the more fear we have, the less people are going to answer this call that God has for us. My brothers and sisters, what do we need to do in the midst of this? First, we need to pray. Pray, pray, pray. If you want to know if God is calling you, if God is asking something from you, we have to pray. We have to go in front of the Eucharist and ask Him, what does He want? God, what do you want from my life? What is your call for me? And then we need to let go and we need to surrender ourselves to Him. Give ourselves completely to Him. You don't just have to be a priest or a nun to be holy. You don't just have to be a priest or a nun to give your life to God. That call is for all of us. But today we are in need of priests. We are in need of nuns. We are desperate for it. Look at this church right now. You think we can't build three or four more churches? You think we can't fill more churches with people to praise God, with people to worship God? We can't do that unless we have more priests, more nuns. Parents, encourage your children. Don't discourage them. Don't tell them that that life is pointless, it's useless. Because it is the most worthwhile life you can live. 
We have literally priests, bishops, and nuns that have not only died for our faith, but died for the Chaldean church. Father Rahid was shot in the head multiple times because he wouldn't close down his church in Iraq. Bishop Rahu was stuffed and thrown into a trunk, a Chaldean bishop, thrown into a trunk because he wouldn't close down his church and stop masses. And then they found him outside in a grave, buried. Sister Cecilia was a Chaldean nun. And she was found in her room, beheaded and stabbed many times. Simply because she was a nun and because she followed God. And so if these people, Father Rahid, Bishop Rahu, Sister Cecilia, if they have died for the faith, then how many more of us should be rising up to give our lives to it? To give our lives to God, to give our lives to His church. Do not be afraid to do it, to answer it, to take the risk of following Him. It is so worth it. I remember when I was thinking of becoming a priest, for me it was since I was six years old. I was that kid with all the khaltus on the bus to Ocario, Ohio. And I just remember always wanting to be a priest. And so I knew that when I was in seminary, I knew that I would love being a priest, but I never imagined this life to be this beautiful. I knew I would love standing in God's altar, in God's sanctuary, but I never knew it would be this amazing. And I wasn't always going to be a Chaldean priest. The Khwara church was very uh, interesting to me, I'll be honest. <laughs> and I actually was really thinking of not becoming a Chaldean priest, of joining some religious order, going to some community, or joining maybe some Latin Rite church. But as I was thinking that, Bishop Francis, asked a group of us to go to Iraq. This was in 2017. So he sent us to Iraq. It was during ISIS, so my mom was having a heart attack every single day. But I knew that I had to go to Iraq. I knew I had to go there. Because I'm a white boy, I was born here, I grew up here. And I needed to see this country, this home, this place where our faith began. And I knew that when I would go there, God would answer me. He would tell me what type of priest he wanted me to be. So immediately as the plane landed, we landed in Arbil. When the plane landed, immediately I felt at home. And then we went to the seminary in Ankawa. And we went to the seminary and the first thing I did was I found the chapel and I went to the chapel and the Lord spoke very clearly to me. He said, Perrin, this is the church I want you to serve. This is the church I want you to serve. If God didn't say that to me, I would not be standing in, right here in front of you. I would not be celebrating this Mass today. But I knew He wanted me to be a Chaldean priest because our church is amazing and our church is special. There's so much that God is doing today through this church. I am so privileged and I'm so honored and I feel unworthy to be welcomed into people's lives, in their suffering, in their weaknesses, in their trials, and to be trusted completely 
When, yes, I'm a priest, but I'm just a man. God is so good that every single day I wake up and I get to perform a miracle. A miracle. Every single day I see bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I sit in the confessional box and God uses me in my weakness, in my unworthiness to say, I absolve you from your sins. And I see sins forgiven, people set free. This is the most beautiful life. This is the most amazing life. And I'm so thankful. My brothers and sisters, God is still calling people today. But we need to pray and we need to surrender. God is calling some of you who are sitting here in this church. But your response and your answer, it's up to you. So what will it be? Amen.